This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. All right, here we are. It is Friday, and we are doing another Financial Friday wrap-up with Mr. One Rental at a Time, Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing good, Ty. Thank you very much. Again, I look forward to this every week. It's my kind of wrap-up of the week, and I would not be able to do this without you, so thank you. I love it. Thank you for doing this, and I know a lot of people like get so much value from your financial news, your daily financial news. And then it's nice if you've missed some of the dailies, mm-hmm. what's nice is that we do this wrap up. So um, let's get right into it. The uh, inflation data, what's going on there? Yeah, so this is a big week for inflation, right? We talked about this last month, uh, with last month with June, we talked about May. At that point, we said, hey, a single data point is not interesting, right? You can't call a trend out of a data point. Well, now we've got two months and the trend is forming. And we had both CPI, which stands for Consumer Price Index, and PPI, which stands for Producer Price Index. Both came out, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday. Both were hotter than expected. Both set records. Again, so the trend is up. Uh, They now are causing people like Janet Yellen and Jerome Powell, who are probably the most two most powerful people in finance right now, to say, huh, inflation's running hotter than expected. And Janet Yellen came out and basically said it's going to run longer than expected. And, you know, we got to watch out, right? We've got to watch it, which is interesting because when you tie all of that together to the 10-year note, which is something we care about as real estate investors, because it kind of leads the 30-year mortgage, it actually fell. So talk about a weird conundrum. Inflation was running hot, running hotter and longer, but the 10-year is down. So very interesting week to be watching, uh, something you don't normally see. So I'm still surprised. But basically what this is telling us is there's a lot of cash in the system. Uh, the U.S. is still giving a positive yield where a lot of the world is negative yields. Uh, and now we're talking about a trillion dollars in the overnight lending market. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of cash out there. And um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting times going forward. But yeah, inflation hot for the consumers. I don't know about you. When I go to the grocery store, when I fill up my car, uh, you know, with gas, everything's more expensive. Um, it just is. So, uh, and again, if you listen to Janet Yellen, we can get ready for this to be more expensive all year, which, you know, I don't know what the definition of transitory is, but certainly a year's worth of it's not going to feel very transitory. So it's interesting times. Interesting times for sure. Yeah. And I mean, gas, everybody talks about, you hear about gas everywhere, about how gas has just spiked up. And in general too, it just feels like everywhere when I go out and whether it's in restaurants or shopping or anything, everything is really crowded and there's a lot of, seems like it's everything. There's a lot of demand. The demand's really picked up. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, there's not as many sales, right? One of the things we got, again, what you're going to hear a lot of this year is 2021 comparisons to 2019. People are going to skip 2020 because it was just a crazy year, right? We essentially shut down our economy. And now what you can see is, is sales like, hey, buy this, it's 10, it's 15, it's 30% off, or you know, buy one, get one. Those aren't existing as much because 
inventory's not there, right? For the consumer. So we're right. going to go buy a shirt. It's, it's much more likely to be full price uh, because again, the supply chains are all disrupted. So uh, again, two months in a row, inflation is hot and you know at this point getting hotter. So the trend is the wrong direction. Absolutely. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about uh, retail. So we talked about the inflation. Let's talk about retail sales. Like we kind of dabbled a little there. Yeah, that was a that was the most important number. One of the things I do over the weekend is I do the week ahead, and I always pick one number that's most important. And I picked retail sales this week, and it came out today. The reason I thought it was important is because last month, which would have been a June report of May, was negative. Right. And that's kind of like, oh, shoot, what's going on with the U.S. consumer? Right. We're 68.5 percent of the economy. Is the is the consumer pulling back? Right. Is all this stimulus money wearing off? What is going on? Right. So it was kind of like, hmm. Right. Single data point. Not interesting. Always looking for two. Well, the good news is it, it went up this month. Right. Which was I didn't know what to expect. I didn't you know, I thought maybe flat, but it actually went up, went up. I think it was 0.6 percent which again is a positive number. So the consumer is still strong. And when you break down that number, it was strong across all segments, clothing, sporting goods, um, you know, restaurants and bars and all of these things. So it was, it was really, it wasn't just used cars, which is, you know, something that the, the Fed keeps talking about in inflation, right? Used cars made up, you know, a quarter of the rise, but still, you know, we're, we're doing that. So retail sales, very important. The consumer is still strong. The K-shaped recovery is still real. Uh, people are burning off their savings. We came into this crisis or coming out of the crisis with like $2 trillion in excess savings. So just like you just said, everywhere I go is crowded. And more importantly, it's not only crowded, but people have bags, right? People are buying, shopping, spending. Uh, we talked a year ago, maybe even 14 months ago about revenge spending. People mm. are like, I am cooped up. I want that new dress, that new jacket, that new whip, whatever it is. People are shopping. So retail sales up. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to come back to that too, the people spending. We're going, to, we're going to actually finish on that and talk about that a little bit more. Let's talk about something we always talk about, which is housing inventory. Mm -hmm. You've made a prediction earlier in the year. We had a forecast. We've had low inventory. What are you seeing now with housing inventory? Well, housing inventory is up across the board, right? I had a national call. I started this three months ago when people thought I was crazy about 2 million available homes. I may not get there in July, but I'll be close. Uh, we'll get there in August. Uh, housing inventory is up across the country. Uh, at the same time that demand is down, which really comes into this days on market, uh, price drops, all of these things are really happening now. And yeah, housing inventory is up. And again, I knew this was coming because I look every day. More importantly, I have a course where there's a thousand members in a private Facebook group. They're telling me. So it was a pretty easy prediction, right? People that follow my course have a buy box and they look every day yep. and they're telling me, hey, I used to be four. Now it's 12. Now it's 18. And oh, by the God, there's price drops and stuff that went pending is coming back. And, you know, this housing slowdown is real. I've been calling for it. Uh, the reason I can call it so confidently is that's what I do. I look every day. I talk to people every day and uh, again, I'm not calling a crash. I mean, when I say housing slowdown, we're going to go from 100 miles an hour to 50 to 20, right? We don't have enough inventory, not enough new homes, not enough affordable homes. We're just not going to go up 15% as a nation. That's unheard of. Um, you know, the Bay Area number, right? I just reported on this morning, the Bay Area average single family detached home, $1.34 million this May, 935 grand last May. Dude, you can't have 30% increases like that year on year. Stuff would be so astronomically unaffordable. It's not even funny. So yes, we are going into a housing slowdown, not a crash. 
And the biggest indicator will be growing inventory. 100%. It's interesting too, Michael, because of, you know, being a student of your course, being obviously following you and spending so much time with you. Um, I'm looking on the multiple listing. And, and so for the San Francisco Bay Area specifically, I work the entire Bay Area, but my core focus is Alameda, Contra Costa, Solano County. Nice. We would refer to that to, as the East Bay. Sure. So if I look at those three counties as a whole, inventory, new active listings are definitely outpacing pendings. There we're seeing, go. yeah, so we're seeing as an example in those three counties, collectively all together, we're seeing anywhere from 800, 900, 1,000 new listings a week over the last couple of weeks. And then we're seeing about six to 700 plus new pending contingent transactions. So inventory is starting to outpace the actual sales. Yeah. If I go micro, if I look at like Solano specifically, mm -hmm. Solano still is a little out of balance. Solano okay. actually, because it's so affordable, it's so out of the median of the Bay Area. Um, yeah. They'll get like, as an example, two to 300, 300 plus new listings, but they're also still getting 300 yeah. plus new pending sales. So it's an interesting time. I, I want to encourage everybody out there. One of the things that Michael teaches in the course is you've got to really look at your local markets mm -hmm. and really be looking every day, twice a day, in the mm -hmm. morning, in the afternoon, and really what, know what's going on for your own inventory. Is that true, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only way you can really, the thing I'm trying to teach is try to help people understand what an average deal is in their market. And the reason that's important is once you know average, you can do good and great deals. But it takes time. It takes 60, 90 days to figure out average. And the only way to get there is daily. I, don't, I can't believe I have people pushing back on me all the time. Michael, I can't do it every day. I'm only going to do it on Saturday. I'm like, well, you're going to, it's like, don't even bother. I mean, I'm, I guess Saturday is better than nothing, but it's not going to help you. So many deals come out on Monday or Tuesday that are gone by Friday. Um, and again, it's, it's, and again, I'm not talking hours of commitment. People need to hear me. I only ask for 10 to 20 minutes a day. That's all it takes. And, and then go on with your life. So yeah, it's, it's a daily activity. Very simple too. It's just a discipline like anything else, right? It's, it's just a discipline of actually doing it. So mm -hmm. I love it. I love cool. it. Let's get into, so this is a new section and this is something I talked to Michael pre-roll is um, the crystal ball, the mm -hmm. real estate crystal ball. Michael has been so uh, gracious and he shares a lot of his insights and, you know, he throws out ideas. Hey, I think this is going to happen in the next three to six months. Mm -hmm. And here's why. But, he, but he's unlike some of the other uh, YouTube celebrities or the YouTube uh, gurus. He's not saying, oh, this is going to happen. We're in a bubble mm -hmm. or any of that. He throws out an idea. He backs it up with data. So let's get into the real estate crystal ball. Okay. I want to look at, okay, so for your students, for the viewers, who the audience, people that are primarily, we've talked a lot about single family, mm -hmm. the greatest asset right now to be yeah. in. Uh-huh. Let's look forward over the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months, 36 okay. months. If you had to guess and throw a prediction out there, when does it, what do you see happening in the market? And when do you kind of foresee that this could happen timeline wise, that it makes sense that we need to say, okay, I need to take my four houses and 1031 to buy, you know, mm -hmm. apartment buildings, kind of like what you've done in the book. Yeah. Or even, you know, for some people out there, maybe have 20 or 30 single families, and now it's time to 
1031 exchange those and put those into, you know, multifamily. Sure. Where do you see that in a timeline and what do you see happening that makes that make sense? Yeah. So I think there's a, so, so first and foremost, this is, this is stuff I think about because what people don't realize is, yeah, I talk about real estate and I do all of this. I have a course, a book, all of that, but my main income is for my real estate portfolio. That this, you know, that's, that's what pays the bills. That's how I retired, right? All this other stuff is because I don't want to be bored. Um, so I am, I am actively trying to repeat what we did in the book. In the book, we talk about going from eight homes to 80 units, all via 1031 exchange. I want to do that again. And, but I want to do it, you know, I want to go from 40 to 400 or 50 to 500, right? I want to 10 exit again. So I'm actively looking to do this. So I'm glad we're talking about this. So I think there's two things that need to happen. One, uh, generally speaking, housing needs to get, frankly, more unaffordable. I suspect over the next 12 to 24 months, the federal government is going to create some initiatives that unfortunately make housing less affordable. What do I mean by that? I fully expect them to enact a first-time homebuyer program or something that basically gives free money for the down payment or gives a tax credit or both that will very quickly take the average median home price from 340 to 440 or something astronomical. Again, the people that get in early will win, but it will freeze out most people just like rent control does, right? It only helps a few and it hurts the many. I anticipate government trying to be, try to do good by doing bad, unfortunately. So first off, I think single family homes are gonna have a great run in most of the country. Because of, bad, because of government intervention. When that happens, you're going to see affordability crash. And just like I did last time, when affordability crashes and nobody else can buy in, and it's only, it's only fictitious and fake money that makes deals get done, I will sell. Now, the question will be, do I sell and cash out or do I sell in 1031? That will be a timing thing. Because what I see happening again in multifamily is multifamily right now, right now is being financed with bad loans. They're being financed with bridge debt, interest only, what they call IO periods. There is variability and in interest rate risk all over the board. People doing cap, you know, deals with cap rates of four and a half with unrealistic expectations. I expect a lot of deals being done right now to blow up when their interest rates reset in two, three, or five years. So it would be great. If housing peaks right when apartments crash because of debt, I'm not counting on that, but it could happen. It's right, it's right about that two to three year mark is where I see the, the blow up happening in multifamily because of interest rates. So if those two marry together, it will be nirvana. Because that's what happened last time. We got lucky. Houses peaked right when multifamily was depressed. And we 1031 and we did wonderful. Uh, it could happen again. It could also be off. And to be clear, if it's off, right, like housing peaks a year before um, apartments crash, I, I could sit, I could sell and be in cash and just take the tax hit. I might, or I might keep a couple of houses. Uh, I can't tell if the, if the timing is going to be perfect, but that's what I see happening. I, I see housing it. get unaffordable, even more unaffordable because of government intervention. And then I see apartments hurting because of debt structure. Yep. Spot on. I love it. We talk about it. We, we talk about all of this in bits and pieces. 
And that's why the question, why I want to kind of like pull it together mm -hmm. so that we can have a vision, you know, for Perfect. the audience. So, so spot on, Michael, thank you for that. Um, great, great ex explanation, great answer to the question. The last thing I want to finish on is something you and I talked about pre-roll, choices. Yeah. Choices. So yeah. elaborate on what we talked about pre-roll and choices. Yeah. So one of the things I, I did is I got away for a week or six days is I really kind of sat back and, and tried to figure out what I'm, what I'm trying to do with this one rental at a time brand story mission, whatever you want to call it. I'm really trying to help people change their financial future, right? Better financial future, financial freedom, legacy wealth. It's that track. And what I want people to realize is in order to get on the track, which starts with just a better financial future, it's choices. You individually make the choices. You individually sign the car loans, sign the mortgage, buy the fancy phones or shoes or watches or whatever it is, whatever your thing is. And nobody's going to come to help you. Yes, the government came in with stimulus money and you know, I hope you got a check. I didn't, uh, but that's, that's not normal. Nobody's going to come save you. You and you alone have choices. If you want to work in the rat race and you want to work 40 hours for 40 years to live on 40%, God bless you. Go ahead. But most people watching this channel, that's not enough. We don't want to work 40 hours for 40 years to make somebody else rich. We want to take care of ourselves. And I'm just here to tell you that one rental at a time works. It's a path. You have to do the work with focus, but it all starts with choices. I can only tell you how, tell everybody that when I was 30 and started this journey, I had to look myself in the mirror and make hard choices. I had to reduce my spending. I, I wasn't in debt. I was just spending all my income and I couldn't, I couldn't get ahead. So right. I had to, I had to cut out wants and just cover my needs. I, and there's, it's a simple formula, but people don't, people want get rich quick. And the fact that there's these, now these entertainers on YouTube pushing crypto coins and all these things that are just pumping dub scams and rug pulls. I think it's, I think it's horrible character. Um, so you'll never see me do that. It's just, hey, do the work, focus, daily execution, financial choices. I've done the choices exercise with most of my experts. And it's just, it's awesome, right? What, what are you willing to give on? What do you want? And it's, it's a big part of the course. No, I love that. And it, it's interesting too, because um, in my world, in the world I come from with uh, a lot of real high, high level, super successful real estate salespeople. Yeah. People, you know, the best of the best of the best. And one of the things that I see that, that, you know, I see people just spending, 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 oh. because, you know, the market's been good. I see guys walk by and I'm not making that wrong. Right. Like there are, I'm not making it wrong. Like, Hey, we all have choices. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like to be no assets, low yeah. assets and lots of luxury goods it's something they typically don't go hand in hand. We mentioned somebody too, our, our good friend Thatch, right? And Thatch, you know, the one thing about Thatch, like a, for a, some of the viewers out there, um, in fact, we're going to get Thatch on this Friday. We're, we're going to get him on one of these Friday series. Love that. Um, I miss him. I haven't talked to him in a while. But um, one of the things is where, you know, you see people like, like a Thatch, he's got all these really cool cars and lifestyle and all that. But a lot of people don't realize like that's literally the sacrifice. I know it because we've been yeah. good friends for a long time from in his 20s and early 30s. He literally lived with, you know, family members and stuff. And he didn't even move out into his own home until he actually had, I believe, like 10 or 15 properties. Correct. He, he was still driving an older car, 
nice car, older car, the whole thing, living with family members. So again, Michael and I are not here to make it wrong. What we're saying is, is that it comes down to choices. Yeah. It comes down to sacrifice, Michael. And I just want to hit that again. I mean, I am starting, right? I just put out a post on Instagram yesterday talking about banks being a little more lenient on home equity line of credits, HELOCs. Yep. And I actually put a, out a comment today on the Daily Financial News, like, tell me what you're doing with that. Are, you, are, are we buying boats and RVs, motorcycles again with that, right? Treating our homes like ATMs, that would freak me out if that's what we're doing. But again, I, I work with a lot of real estate investors, agents, and actually mortgage brokers who are making mints today, lots of money, but they are repeating the sins of the past. I would ask people to go watch the big short. There's a movie. It talks about real estate agents and mortgage brokers specifically. At one point, they're printing money. And the next point, they're looking for fast food jobs uh, because it just goes away. So again, you have a choice. You and you alone have choices. And you know, if you want to spend today's money on stupid stuff, go for it. Uh, I suggest you save and you buy assets that cash flow with conservative financing. But hey, you be you. Uh, I just know how it ends because I've seen it a couple of times. I love it. Thank you, Michael. As always, um, you can pick up the book <laughs> one rental at a time. It's the best. Um, if you have read the book, if you are getting value from all of this content, whether it be Michael's YouTube channel, from our Facebook groups, from Squad Up, Foundation Builders, all of that, please go give Michael a five-star review on Amazon. It helps. Please go on, like the videos if you like the videos. If you dislike them, dislike them too. But we want to see the engagement so that the algorithm knows that people are actually engaged. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michael, for all that you do for our community. You got it, man. Take care. Thanks again. Have a great day.